Every morning, I wake up in my home in San Francisco. As one eye starts to open, my 75-pound dog, Luca, nudges me with his wet nose and licks my forehead. His way of saying, time to get up, mom. My fiancé, Nick, lies next to me, scrolling through the New York Times before he peels himself out of bed. We make coffee, throw together breakfast, and feed our hungry monster. Then, Luca and I hustle out the door for our morning hike, a half mile straight up to the top of Bernal Hill. Past construction, up a wooden staircase canopied by pines and palms, into the park, a mostly bald, brown hill, save a handful of trees at the tippy top. I look out over the city, the San Francisco Bay to my right, the Golden Gate Bridge peeking over the horizon to my left, and smack dab in the middle, my city, a place I've come to love, but might need to leave. The Bay Area has a real housing crisis. Our housing production is woefully behind our job production. What we're seeing here in San Francisco is probably the most egregious example of the growing chasm between rich and poor. San Francisco ranks as one of the most unaffordable cities in the United States. Yeah, yeah, you get the point. San Francisco has one of the most expensive housing markets in the United States. The median price of a home in San Francisco is $1.7 million. That's about an $8,000 monthly payment between mortgage and taxes. Yes, I said 8,000. This might be doable if I become a marketing exec at a tech company, but I wanna be a journalist and narrative podcast producer. I used to think I'd be in San Francisco forever. Show me another American city where you can surf before work, bike everywhere, see live music any night of the week, and grow Meyer lemon tree in your backyard. We're also three hours from the Sierras, which means an endless supply of hiking trails. Nick, Luca, and I are big backpackers. There's just something about this place I love. I love the hills. I love the views. I love the smell of the air. I love the open-mindedness. I love that my friends live here. I've spent eight years in San Francisco, my entire adult life. San Francisco's my place, the place I feel most strongly about and call home. But do people only get one place? What makes a place special? What makes people fall in love with a place? Maybe seeing what else is out there will make me less attached to here. Or maybe it'll make me cling to this place more tightly. Okay, we're now recording. Nick, can you introduce yourself? My name is Nick Beishu, and I am Mia's fiance. So when we first had the idea of the trip, um, it was when we were in Bend, Oregon, and we were at a cafe. Pretty sure it was a corner table. Uh, it was right next to one of the windows. Uh, it was in December, so it was cold outside. I always have loved traveling and have had this thought in my mind that I want to kind of experience life on the road a little bit. I was thinking about what we could do, including Luca. I thought, oh, well, we can just go on a road trip with him in the U.S. One of the other motivating factors for me wanting to take this trip is this idea of living a 
simple lifestyle and having less things, really only focusing on what you need and what you care about. How did you feel about my reaction? From what I remember of your reaction initially, it wasn't necessarily one of like excitement. I think I, I really appreciated your openness to kind of like talk through it and not, you know, think I was absolutely crazy. <laughs> Let me explain. I've always been skeptical of the taking a year off thing. Maybe no one would want to hire me when I get back. It might stunt my career. Will people think I'm not a serious person? It feels like an opportunity cost. What if I run out of money? What will my parents think? Hi, Maria. It's about 1 o'clock our time, 10 o'clock your time. I just was concerned if you, um, you had class, and I just wanted to make sure that you were home safely. This is my mom calling me to see if I got home safely from Berkeley. I'm taking a podcast class at UC Berkeley, and I take the BART home when class ends at 9. The BART's like the Bay Area subway. I made the mistake of telling her that the BART's kind of sketchy at night. Now she calls me every night I have class, checking to see if I got home okay. Note, I'm 31 years old and haven't been living under her roof for 13 years. Still, she worries. But despite my misgivings and anxiety around what my family will think, taking a travel year feels like the perfect thing to do right now. Partly because I got laid off recently. I worked in publishing. I'd been at the company for six years. I did good work, but the company had a massive restructuring, and I got cut, along with many other colleagues, some who'd worked there for 20, 30 years. I felt burned, but I saw the flip side. I wasn't exercising my brain in the way I wanted to be. I got into publishing because I thought it would be an intellectually fulfilling career. It was at times, but the admin work, corporate politics, and pointless meetings were drowning my glimpses of stimulation. So with the layoff came an immediate need to reconsider what I'm doing with my life. And with this big change, maybe to a career in journalism, which believe it or not, pays even less than publishing, it feels right to reconsider everything. So after Nick and I started talking about traveling around the country, that bright, cold winter morning in Oregon, we mulled it over, thought of potential roadblocks and how we could resolve them, and decided to go for it, to commit to this year on the road and figure out how to make it work. And documenting what's going on in America right now feels very necessary. But while we are creating jobs and killing terrorists, the radical Democrats are going totally insane. Are we a nation that believes ripping children from the arms of their parents at the border? No, we don't, but Trump does. Yikes. It kind of feels like both sides are living on different planets. With the 2020 election coming our way in a handful of months, I want to be on the ground hearing what people are talking about. I want to see for myself what's working in communities and what isn't, and whether the country is as bitterly divided as it seems. Nick's motivations for going are a bit different. It's been a long, long time since I've been able to just get away and not have anything the next month or next week of my life like be concerned about what I have to get done. Just having that sense of freedom back um, where we get to wake up and decide what we want to do that day and 
where we want to be. That mindset is what I am really looking forward to uh, and hoping that we can achieve it. and it's getting to be the time we need to start telling people. So I start with my sister, Christina. Um, okay, so I have something kind of big to tell you. Oh yeah, is it your idea for a podcast? It is. So, hmm. <laughs> you can always cut stuff out. um okay so next year me and nick are going to move into a van with luca and travel around the country for a year and we're gonna tell stories about people and places in the u.s and what makes those people and places unique That sounds really exciting. (laughs) You're actually going to do this? Yes. (laughs) Are you planning to do it for like 12 months? So we're actually planning on leaving in May. May, maybe to the next August. The next August, meaning like 2021? Oh, wow. That's a long time. (laughs) My thought is that I would pick a place in each kind of general region of the country and find a town that says something interesting and really maybe unexpected sort of taking places that are not what you would stereotypically think and tell the story of how the place became that way and how how it's significant and tells the broader american story yeah yeah that makes sense it's not surprising to me that you want to do this because you're very curious you're always looking to um understand people around you everything that i know about you and your personality is very complementary to wanting to live in a van and kind of live off of fewer things and allow for more more ability to travel and connect with people so you don't think it's too crazy no it feels like i mean what feels crazy to me is taking all your money buying a mcmansion in the suburbs commuting an hour and a half to work every day to a job that you don't love in order to sustain a lifestyle in a place that you spend very little time what do you think mom and dad are gonna say when i tell them um i think that they will be in shock for a little bit but at the same time like I don't know they know you they should i don't think they should be that surprised when they think about it like when they sit with it for a minute um i think when you tell them it's important to tell them why you're doing it because i don't think they'll have the same sort of like (laughs) they won't have the same sort of reaction that i that i did (laughs) i'd be very surprised if they did um if they understand hashtag van life (laughs) honestly i didn't expect this reaction from christina I thought she'd be pretty shocked and maybe not totally supportive right away. The immediate stamp of approval from the older sister is huge. 
Okay, one family member down. I'm feeling pretty good about this. You're listening to Places, a podcast documenting lesser-known stories behind offbeat American locations from a girl living in a van. Before I preview the next episode, let's hear from our sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor Places, please reach out to us at info.placesmedia at gmail.com. Help to create this first episode was provided by Nick Beshu and Christina Sullivan. Our theme is by Brent Curridan, and our show art is by Christine Hostetler and Michelle Anderson. Additional music for this episode was provided by Blue Dot Sessions. Next up, we get into planning mode. Hey everyone, in this video we're going to give you a full tour of our self-built camper van. Hey, it's Vanessa. And Adam. From Crate Wonder. Let's check out our sprinter conversion. How many vans do you think you've looked at? <laughs> like actually seen in person or like looked at online? Uh, countless. I, I couldn't even. Hundreds. We need to figure out what type of van to buy and whether to build it out ourselves or to hire people who actually know what they're doing. And I finally tell my parents about the trip when they come out to San Francisco for a visit. I'm Mia Sullivan. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Places. <laughs>